Yes, you, you lucky sausage. You found the Talk Marketing Show, where the League of Marvelous Marketeers give up everything you need to be more successful in your business. Ladies and gentlemen, may I have your attention, please? Ten, nine, eight, seven, six, Good afternoon, Mr. Adlington. Good afternoon, Mr. Henley. How are you doing, man? You're looking well. Very good, thank you. Excellent. Um, thank you so much for agreeing to spend some time with me um, this afternoon. Um, what My it pleasure. is, as you know, I'm kind of on this mission. Um, I'm producing a lot of content. It frazzles my mind that people don't want to do marketing. And it seems to me that that's the thing that will make them successful, but nobody wants to do it. And I'm kind of interested mm. to understand that. So I'm talking to people and I'm getting different perspectives. Now I'm expecting your perspective will be different again, because you are a brand and identity specialist. Am I allowed to call you a brand and identity specialist? Yes, please. You have permission. Okay, excellent. So you are a brand and identity specialist. So you're not concerned like the other people that I've spoken to about getting things happening, getting SEO happening or getting social media happening or telephone calls happening or any of those things and generating leads and supporting sales and, you know, being concerned about the business. You are much more concerned about the brand and identity of your customers. So I'm expecting mm -hmm. your perspective to be different again. Now, the way this works is we're interested to know, obviously, how you are qualified to talk to us about brand and identity. So what your experience is. Um, we're interested to know kind of how you feel about marketing, what it is that you deliver for your customers and how you deliver success for your customers. And then, of course, because we're in this ridiculous, awful situation now with the pandemic, I'm interested to know what your recommendation is for businesses um, right now. So shall we start at the beginning? Can you tell us how are you qualified to talk to us about your part of marketing, which is brand and identity? Yes, thank you very much. So my main current qualification is I'm the founder and creative director of Autotelic Arts. Um, you can check our website out, autotelic.art. And what we do is we do high vibrational branding. And the main focus of that is um, finding the most pure and powerful parts of uh, my customers' identities and then using those to build a brand that positions them as the pioneers of positive impact and change in their area of work. Um, so uh, in this capacity, uh, I've had the company since, so almost about two years now. Um, and in this capacity, I am specifically looking for positive impact businesses who, um, to get some guidance on that, they could, could be working in any one of the UN sustainability goals. Um, there's, there's um, I think there's 12 or 17 of those, but any, any number of those. And really it's um, 
as as someone who's an artist at heart my intention is to use my creativity to help them make a bigger impact and to reach more people in in a more effective way um so previously to that um i've had a long career uh working in the digital industries in london i've worked um with uh tech startups leading the creative side for them and uh coming up with creative concepts i've worked for multi-platform production agencies doing a lot of digital deliverables and i've worked for um a lot of ad agencies um during the sort of like boom period of flash doing a lot of uh, interactive rich media content so um kind of the the general um trajectory of my career has been sort of like really coming from a creative heart but branching out to to work amongst the wonderful array of elaborate digital um spheres that came up over the last like 15 20 years and then nowadays i've really come back to um what's close to my heart which is the creative side and working very closely with people to realize like i said a high vibrational identity and brand for them okay so that's interesting so you've done kind of traditional businesses who like tech startups um who are your clients typically now who are you working with currently so um typically my clients will be in the personal development or spiritual development worlds so they will be highly empathic and um very talented um compassionate professionals who use their skills to help others um grow and transcend uh their life context so that that they can either heal trauma or that they can can grow and develop a greater capacity to go about their own lives so just to give you a a quick example that might be um yoga for instance one of my um clients is called the baptiste foundation um and they take the um the healing and the uh, personal development capabilities of yoga into underprivileged communities like inner city kids and they're very active in the states um primarily based there um yeah another client is a um psychologist and clinical sexologist who is also a wim hof trainer and instructor and he created this wonderful um program that focuses on a 3-day uh, retreat whereby he uses the uh, the power of wim hof and the physical embodied uh, capacity of that to create a shift to help people uh, move and anchor psychological developments so um yeah i really um i love working with clients who who have a lot of context and richness in the in the the way they inter- interact and relate and help people to develop because i'm personally interested in that as well and it it tends to be an area that uh, we can really find a lot of richness from okay cool so that's a very specific niche and but it's a very brand reliant niche i mean it's a, it's a niche where you you def there's there's a lot of people doing that and they definitely need to differentiate themselves and also i would say there's a lot of trust required they need their brand 
to engender that trust if people are going to engage with them and go forward. So that's interesting. How, how this is probably the wrong way to think about it, but how kind of, and this is the wrong word to use entirely, but how it's really the wrong word. I can't think of a better word. The word <laughs> I'm going to use is lucrative or how, yeah. um, you know, how, how easy is it to, because, because, you know, I'm not particularly spiritually or personally developed. So yeah. <laughs> I, I, I kind of see these people as, um, I don't know, I expect they're, they're, they're close to smaller mushrooms. That's what I expect. And I expect them to be driving really bad cars. But how easy is it to actually eke out a living if you are um, offering these kinds of services and these kinds of opportunities? Oh, well, um, you mean for me or for my clients? No, I'm, I mean for them. For them? Yes. Well, I mean, um, that, those industries are extremely impactful. And the, um, the work that, that people do and the transformations that people go through with um, my target niche is, is phenomenal. You know, it's literally life-changing. Um, and so like, whilst I guess there is a perception of, of, of these things potentially having a, a low cost or worth, excuse me, there's a mosquito that I must deal with. Thank you. Um, well, maybe to, there could be a perception of this, that, um, that there isn't, isn't worth there. That's, that's, yeah, it's far from the case, you know, like if you look at, um, I guess let's, let's, let's take it to another extreme. Uh, someone who might also fit in my, in my niche would be a life coach, say for example, you know, and um, so they directly work um, with people on a daily basis to help them understand their, um, or with, they work with their clients to help them understand uh, psychological patterns and ways that they can enrich and change their lives. And it's not uncommon for, you know, like people to be paying a three, uh, six figure sums for a six month engagement with life coaches, you know? So, um, obviously there is a, a scale. And when you're looking at like one-off courses or say, say retreats, you know, they would probably be down at a, a lower level. Uh, but then also, you know, people can have hourly consultations as well. But, um, you know, these, these, um, I think that the trend that I'm I'm spotting is that more and more people are really becoming open to the fact that uh, you know as 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 humans we don't stop developing when we when we're adults you know it's not like we we hit like 18 we leave school we go through uni develop a bit more and then that's it we stop developing there's so much capacity and potential in us to develop and um, the my clients really just help people either regain that to restore where they were or, or grow even further to, you know, just basically maximize their capacity so that they can do whatever they love doing or whatever they do professionally to a high level, you know? So it's, um, yeah, it's, it's, I think it's really, um, I can, I can maybe empathize with where the perception comes from, but yeah, like, um, in, in, re in recent years, yeah, it's, really really blow my mind how successful it is i mean i guess you should look at mind valley for instance are you familiar with mind valley no okay so um 
Mindvalley is one of the leading um, online platforms for uh, personal development and uh, personal growth. And, you know, they, they feature um, people like, um, oh, let me see, well, um, hmm. I saw an advert, I'm thinking of him today, a guy called Ken Wilber, a really interesting author and philosopher who, who's written a lot about integral theory that he developed. Um, but, um, oh, I'm trying to think of, um, there's a couple of kind of like spiritual leaders that are very high profile. Um, who's the most like high profile or famous yoga teacher that you can think of? Or meditation teacher? Muji. Oh, Muji. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, Muji, actually he was offering a course, an online course the other day, which um, I think it was about like a hundred dollars for, um, for a weekend long seminar that you could just watch via zoom or, or that was streamed, you know, over the weekend, but he must have like, you know, how many followers do you think he's got and how many people do you think he's going to be turning up to that for him at the weekend? If he's, if he's charging a hundred bucks a go, he's probably going to be bringing in at least 30 grand over the weekend or something like that. I would have thought yes. probably get around 3000 people at least, won't he? So like, you know, uh, yeah, I guess so that gives you a, an idea. For, or, or for instance, Deepak Chopra as well. Like, have you heard of him? I've heard of him, yes. Yeah, so like he's super high profile, has massive following and, you know, like is is in massive demand for personal appearances, personal talks and stuff like that. And so, you know, I mean, I guess also there's a, there's a sliding scale of, of the the level that the individual practitioners are at as well, you know. Wim Hof, you know, that's another one. He would he would fit perfectly into um, my niche as well. And he must be doing OK um, with his courses and his programs that he puts out as well. Yes, I think what's what's um, clouding my judgment, because I have every respect for this stuff, like it's certainly mm -hmm. personal development, spiritual development, I would kind of struggle with a little bit more. But I absolutely mm. love, I, I plug into Muji most days and he tells me I'm good enough oh, really? and I'm enough and I'm, well, yeah, I yeah. so I've got like an eye mask. So you probably on. know a bit more about spiritual development than you're letting on. Certainly than I'm letting on. Let's not yeah. spoil the illusion. Um, so, <laughs> I, I, <laughs> so I value this stuff and I just suppose, yeah. of course, there's a pyramid. So at the top, you've got your Tony Robbinses and your Deepak Chopra's and yeah. somewhere in between there and everyone else you've got your emoji but i would imagine there's a really wide base of people who would love to be doing this mm -hmm. and you know it's um when i was when i started my business 20 years ago and i was out networking there were 15 life coaches at every every event mm -hmm. and you know the the realization was that they weren't particularly in control of their lives because they didn't have any customers they didn't have any clients they didn't have any business but that was 20 years ago. So clearly things have changed since then. So I'm just interested to kind of, I was just interested to know if there is an industry here and you've made it very, mm. very obvious. Like if we didn't know <laughs> right at the top is um, Tony, what's his name? Making tens of millions of dollars. Tony Robbins. Every, every, Tony Robbins. Yeah. So, um, so, okay. So that's yeah, cool. like so insane, insane membership amounts for like individuals to just be part of his inner circle and stuff like that. We're talking, yeah, crazy amounts. Yes. Private now, jet level and stuff like that, you know. Private Very jet level. Very highly aspirational. 
yeah. hugely aspirational, hugely, hugely rich. Now, yeah. <clears throat> this is interesting. So this is probably the most interesting area to talk about brand because it's mm. all brand. You know, it's all the story. It's all the experience. It's all like I've met people. I know people who go and see Tony Robbins and they're saving up for two years to go and do that. And they're yeah. stupidly excited for three months before and they're stupidly excited for three months afterwards. But from my, I'm not even cynical, but from, from a marketing perspective mm. and the way I think about brand, that's all brand. You know, that's mm -hmm. all because these are the components of brand, like your story, your services, your all of this is it's all brand. OK, so I think this is probably the most interesting place to to talk about. brand. It's to probably the most impactful area of brand. Mm. OK, Quite possibly. Yeah. Okay, good. All right, cool. So what sort of stuff is it that you do? For, I'm interested in this vibrational thing. I've written down the vibrational mm -hmm. thing because that is obviously um, language particular to your niche. Definitely. But... But also, I must, I must uh, yeah, temper that with it also, it also comes from me as well. Yes, which is an important important thing in in the way that I work, which I'll I'll expand on. Yeah, so the thing is, it resonates with me as well. I would never have used mm -hmm. that that term, but it mm -hmm. resonates with me because I think the real the real key to brand is to mm. get to the real true essence of the thing or the person. Do you know what I mean? Of mm. the business. Yes, definitely. So this definitely. idea that it's vibrational, if you can communicate something that is that is the essence of the thing, like the true essence mm. of the thing, then that's probably the most authentic way to actually represent a business. So that was kind of interesting. That definitely resonates with me. That vibrates with me. Wonderful. <laughs> Give me some of that. <laughs> oh. um, <laughs> So, so yeah, so tell us how um, it kind of works with you and your clients. You, you know, what kind of stuff is it that you're doing for them? Yeah, thanks. So, um, yeah, really pleased that you touched on the importance of finding that, that essence, if you like, what's at the heart. And um, for me, the... I would say the most valuable part of my service offering really is what I call the identity foundation stage. So in a, in a nutshell, I have three stages of work that I do. Identity foundation, uh, the brand concept, and then the visual design, um, which can also include other types of design, uh, you know, sound or, or anything, but generally it's just visual. And, um, just a quick summary of those identity foundation is going inwards into the client or the client team and uh, creating an objectively understood identity on paper that the client is happy with. Um, everyone understands in the team and it's, it, it, it represents an alignment of the team, but also crucially, 
I can get it as well. So it's taken what's in here, put it on paper, so it's very clear and it sounds great. Um, the concept phase is extending that, if you like, um, pot of soil that we've done in the first phase into uh, how does that then interact with the, the marketplace? What's the market landscape like? You know, how is the brand positioned and what uh, tools can we use to define the brand positioning in a useful way such that we can start to think about ideas for representing the company? You know, um, it's much more than what, what the team want and are internally aligned about. It's how does that then, how do we then create something that, that meets the expectations of the market that is positioned within their competitors or aligns with their potential partnerships? Um, and this is still written, you know, um, I, and I like to work very much um, written up to this point because you can just talk about stuff, you can explain it, you can write it down very quickly change and, and shift between ideas. Um, so, and then once you've got like a compelling concept, then, then I take that into the visual design stage. And that's when um, it's more a case of like a lot of the conceptual creative work is done. And then it's a case of visually crafting something that's beautiful and works in line with what's expected. Okay. Okay, so that makes perfect sense. And it's not very different from what I do. What I do is, no, it is quite different. Because I don't, but here's the difficulty I've always had with brand. Whenever I've engaged, wherever I've been working with a customer and we've had to address their brand and I've engaged with a designer, it's mm -hmm. always been a very, like a doubly subjective thing. So the client mm. absolutely categorically wants something. The designer mm. categorically wants something that's going to complement their portfolio. And neither of them are particularly interested in what the market actually wants or needs, you know. So mm -hmm. for me, like the effective marketing that we do is all about understanding the market and what, what it is the market wants and being the thing that the market wants. But mm. I understand you have to temper that because at the end of the day, your client has to sign off and it has to be kind of what they want. Do you know what I mean? So that's interesting that you cover those two aspects of that. Mm. What I'm going to do is stop now because we're on three and a half minutes and then you can click again on the same link, I think, and we'll all be back here sure. and we'll carry on. Is that cool? Okay. Yeah. And then we'll have cool. 40 minutes. Thanks, man. Cool, man. I did it and I didn't know it was going to happen. It was fucking really annoying. Oh, good. <laughs> But I knew it was coming this time, so we were able to manage it. Right, so I am recording again so we can carry on. So I was okay, saying so it's interesting that you've got that kind of market examination component to, to what it is that you do in terms of understanding what it is that the market would take. Should we, before we Thanks. carry on, define mm. what brand is? Because I don't think people know what brand is. Yeah, definitely. Let's do that. Cool. You go first. Okay. Whoa. Um, so yeah, for me, brand is like you say, it's, it's, it's the feeling, the essence of, well, actually the, the official 
the official definition of what a brand is is it's the perception in someone else's head of what your company is and does so um officially you can't really uh tell someone what the brand is you whatever you do with your designs whatever you do with your content whatever you do with your experience whatever you do with your colors whatever you do with uh, the way you speak to people, which are all components that we use to create the brand. You can't actually tell some someone what it is. It's what they will either say back to you if you do any like customer surveys with them, or it's what they tell others about the brand. So that's and the really way they engage with the brand and the way they act with the brand. Yeah, the way they feel, I would put it put it more specifically, is it's kind of like it's a feeling that you create for them. It's an experience that you create for them. So like when they say like when they see your logo, which is is the primary visual asset for your brand, um, it might make them feel a certain way. It might also make someone else feel a different way. But the key difference is here, especially in terms of the market context, is that uh, my aim is to know the person who I want it to feel, who I want to feel a certain way when they see the logo. And so then I've designed it in the context of their background, tastes, history, community, so that when they see that, they will have the reaction or the feeling, the desired feeling, which is, you know, that's the essence of the, of the brand. It's almost like the identity foundation that I described is, is it's discovering what that essential feeling is inside the clients so that then we can create, uh, create, make creative uh, logos, uh, use color palettes, typography, and extend that to however else you want to design the experience so that when the right person comes along, they get the same feeling ultimately. Yes. And then Good. contrast that to marketing, like someone can pick up the mark, pick up the feeling of the brand from some marketing. But for me, um, the brand is very much mm, this. Yeah, it's this collection of qualities, you know, logo, uh, color palette. Um, typography, music that, that come together in a certain way. And then marketing is, is, is actions with these or it's, it's deliverables, what I like to call deliverables. So, you know, like you, you decide that you need to go and put this here to get the attention of someone, you know, they aren't coming to you. It's, it's outwardly going. Um, it's letting people know about things and, that has very direct, um, yeah, interesting, very direct measurable returns on it. You know, if I, if I buy like 50 posters, then I can hopefully get, you know, 10,000 people to see my offer if I put it in the right place. It's got those kind of like qualitative um, actions. Um, quantitative. Qu sorry, yeah, quantitative actions. Um, yes. Response. And, and things associated with it whereas uh, a brand would i would say would be more in the qualitative side of things okay i'm going to disagree with you um mm. i'm going to agree with your definition because Welcome. 
<laughs> so oh, it's not going to get ugly don't worry i'm close to where you are so um I, I agree with um your definition for a long time yeah. i used to tell people that your brand was the clothes that you wear mm -hmm. that you that you dress your business in which which it kind of is and i did believe that for a long time but mm. what i came to believe quite quickly when i started my business the effective marketing company was that actually the brand is what exists in the people, what of your business exists in other people's minds. It absolutely is that. And mm -hmm. effective brand is that it does exist in people's minds. Do you know what I mean? So I do this whole mm -hmm. shtick when I'm doing my digital marketing training. We talk about brand and we talk about like more brand marketing, display advertising, those kinds of things. I've got this mm -hmm. whole shtick about how. I'm going to give you the whole stick, but the whole stick is like, yeah, hit me I, with I, it. <laughs> I play a lot of tennis. And um, one time I was getting ready to go and play tennis. And what I did is I put on my Adidas tennis shorts, my Adidas tennis t-shirt, and I put on my Adidas tennis socks and my Adidas tennis shoes, my Adidas tennis cap, picked up my Adidas tennis bag and caught a, a reflection of myself out as I was leaving the house. And the realization hit me that Adidas have really done a job on me. Now, when I started telling yeah. this story, I don't know, in 2012, what happened that night is I was abroad delivering this course and um, you, you, there's always one thing you haven't packed and this time it was aftershave. So I went to the little local shop and I needed some aftershave and the aftershave I bought was, of course, Adidas aftershave. So it's yeah. that front of mind thing that, that, you know, I don't go into a store looking for Adidas things but when I leave, it's mm. Adidas that's in my bag. So that's kind of, the, mm. that's where the brand hits marketing and the two things kind of come together. The other thing so I talk about- So I guess about, it's like you're drawn to it. Like you said, it's in your it's in your head. And so then you're more likely to see it and re respond positively to it. They, they, I guess the brand doesn't necessarily need to do any actions other than being present there. They don't necessarily need to like say, hey, you know, we've got a 50% deal on the Adidas uh, aftershave. You would just be like, oh, just like it. I'm drawn to it. Exactly. And it is this kind of subliminal thing that goes on. So so the, the follow on to that is then I talk about our mm. brand relationships because we all have brand relationships. So, for mm. example, if I were in the UK and I were buying some pants, I'd be going to Marks and Spencer's. If I were buying shirts, I might go to Next. Or um, if I if I were to drive a car, it would be an Alfa Romeo. That is my brand of car. Um, I typically own a pair of Ray-Ban sunglasses. I buy a pair of Ray-Ban sunglasses every two or three years. Um, mm -hmm. I take photos. So my brand now is Sony, but for the longest time it was Nikon. And I despised Canon with a passion for no good reason. I've got no experience of them. And even mm -hmm. when Nikon screwed up, when I was taking pictures of Mount Cook and I had perfect bluebird skies, but they weren't perfect because there were oil spots over them. I was still married to Nikon. Do you know what I mean? So it's about, mm. so the brand, this is, this is maybe an extension of what you're talking about, which is kind of the way it looks and the color palette and all those things and the sounds, but, mm -hmm. and there have been actions. So all of the actions that the Adidas have made over the course of my life, from when I was like eight and the German students turned up and told me that Adidas stands for all day I dream about sex or when they sponsored this tennis player or that football player or 
that all of those actions have happened to put them right at the front of my mind. So when I'm faced with a selection, mm. I'm drawn to their offering and I buy their offering. You know, this is the huge, huge value of brand marketing. Mm -hmm. And this is why the brands invest so much in brand marketing. And, you know, we see it in practical marketing, in, in digital marketing terms, where you can actually now start to measure the effect of your brand because you can start looking for branded search. So instead of searching for tennis shoes, I'm now searching for Adidas tennis shoes, you know? So mm -hmm. I think that's where the two things come together. And you're right mm -hmm. that marketing, I define marketing as finding, winning and keeping customers profitably. And mm -hmm. the way you do that effectively is by landing the right message at the right time on the right person. And of mm -hmm. course, that's where brand has its power especially in the way mm. you're describing it, which I've never had it described before, which is it's about getting to this vibrational understanding where mm. it actually, where you can reliably expect a reaction because you've designed that reaction in, which is also mm. kind of where I'm interested to get to because I'm sure you've done mm. business with like NLP coaches and those kinds of things. So how mystical are you getting in terms of suggestions and all this kind of stuff if you're working in this space is it, it that must be expected no um no i mean what what i really tend to focus on is is a, a degree of authenticity with regards to that i mean um the process that i described is complex enough um without kind of having to have some very nuanced um i guess play on words or what would be sort of um mind control yeah i mean or whatever i mean uh, <laughs> i would almost even see that kind of thing i would see that more as a marketing campaign it's sort of like with with the brand unless it is kind of cheekily tongue-in-cheek um playing a joke on itself if anything's too complex then it that kind of becomes the identity so then sort of like where do you lose this sort of well actually it's that but then it's got this whereas i think because of the say like the brand although it's it changes over time it, it's kind of like you want it to be your constant because another thing that i'd like to touch and where, where i think this is really relevant as well is actually uh, within the internal company um uh operating in relationships like the the I, these facets of the identity in the brand can be super powerful there as well so like e even in that respect you want to have something reliable and concrete that is you know set for a a, re a reasonable period of time whereas um i guess the the marketing uh, like a marketing campaign or an out outward campaign could then like play with that in a different way and say okay well you think we're this but actually now we're going to present it like this you know so like those kind of more frequent uh, intervals where you can actually play around what the the uh, basic element of the brand is if you like you know yes i did a presentation that will be going up on my website soon i don't know when it was mm. like 10 years ago i used to do these presentations for like a local um chamber of commerce like the county chamber of commerce and mm. 
it was stupid. I was coming up with presentations like every literally 20 minutes. They were like, Martin, do you want to talk about this? Do you want to talk about that? Do you want to talk about anything? So anyway, this talk was, and I was talking about things I shouldn't have been talking about, but this talk was about yeah. brand. So I came up with a presentation and I called it, does my business look big in this? <laughs> Which I was really pleased with. And, um, but it was kind of, it, it, it's about the enormous power of brand and how it's about, you know, consistency and trust and all of those things. And, you know, as a marketeer, I was saying that have brand, you can charge more, you'll have better relationships, you'll have more repeat customers. And the internal thing that you're talking about is really important because look at the way people feel about working for Apple or Facebook or, you know, those people don't run ads. They've got a queue of people who want to work there all day, every day. And when they work there, they're hugely committed. So certainly mm. it works internally. And I think that was one of my points is people will mm. want to work for you if you've got brand. Mm. And the, the other thing that's interesting is this, this trust and this consistency thing, because like you say, you're not in control of the way people perceive your business. The best you can do is influence that. And you influence that mm -hmm. by investing in the way your brand looks and the way your brand sounds and the experiences that you deliver for people. But get that wrong. And that also goes to the subliminal. Like, I don't use them because I had, or my aunt Greta had this experience in 1982 where something went wrong. Do you know what I mean? So it's kind of, it's a oh, really yeah. interesting space. But the, the point about where this kind of fits with marketing is that mm -hmm. delivering the right message, what mm -hmm. we're kind of suggesting, which I know is true, is that 50% of that message at least is that subliminal. I already know these people. I already trust this. So do you know what I mean? This, this evokes that feeling in me already. So when the marketing, mm -hmm. the, the more stark marketing message is laid over the top, we've got a retreat now then people are already kind of half of that message at least has landed in a positive way. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, most certainly. Yeah. I'd love to dig into a little bit of that, like internal reliability stuff, if, if you think so now, but that, I guess that's taking the discussion further away from the marketing, but um, yeah, I mean, it's really interesting though, looking at it through your lens of like, marketing is putting the right message in front of the right person at the right time so that they will what's the last bit of it they will uh, make a purchase is that it i never said that that's you and your cynical brand identity head <laughs> oh i thought that's what you said you said you used to tell people that what was your definition of marketing then oh no my mark my definition of marketing is yeah finding winning and keeping customers profitably oh finding and winning way, and keeping customers profitably yeah okay and yeah. the way you do that is by landing the right message on the right person at the right time yeah so i guess the right message is actually what what you could could call the brand at the at the most sort of like like you said the 50 percent of that message is this is the brand you know and, and, and then the other 50 percent is we're doing a retreat now oh yeah yeah whatever it is but the the bot the base level of it is that so then it's really interesting looking at the two it's sort of like which is the which is the daddy here you know no so it's you know not that one of them needs to be but it's sort of like where where did they sort of like how do they fit around each other i'm, I'm fascinated by that thought 
Okay, but it's not a hierarchy because it can't be a hierarchy because mm. you could give me the most beautiful message in the world, the most beautiful mm. brand and identity and all the colors and the fonts and the, everything's right and everyone feels great. If my marketing message is fuck you, it ain't going to work. <laughs> yeah. So it has to be, it has to be, you and know, there have to be the two. That's what wants to hear. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe for some of your, your sex consultant type customers, it might be what they want to hear. But so, types. <laughs> I love. <laughs> I know some of these people. I think I know you, the person you're talking about. But um, so, what did I want to say? So the two have to go I'm hand in hand. I'm not talking about anyone in particular. <laughs> no, you said one of my clients. You were talking did about I? somebody. Yeah, you were talking about somebody. Anyway, that's cool. Oh, so okay. what? What did I want to say? Um, we don't have to bring that person up now. Um, what did I want to say? So, so the, the two things have to work together, but I would say mm. the foundation yeah. has to be brand, mm. you know? So like mm. if there's a chronology mm. to it, then you should invest in your brand before you start landing messages, you know, you should build that trust. And I don't think that's yeah. particularly difficult. Even if you've got no money, you know, you can, I don't, is it difficult? I don't know. I, I kind of enjoy this stuff, so I don't mind doing it. But but the key then is, yeah. is if you've got no money, you're starting a business, then the key is just to be consistent. You know, so pick a font. I mean, you've seen this, like where you get an invoice from, you get a proposal from a business and it's in one font. You get an invoice, it's in another font and you get a third invoice and, and it's in another font again. Mm -hmm. or different do you know what i mean so it just needs to be consistent throughout um so i think business people can start doing this themselves even maybe before they've got the money to engage a brand and identity specialist like yourself they can start thinking i suppose it's just like well you've hit the nail on the head there for me um ultimately the the foundational step of of creating your brand is is thinking yeah and it's it's pointing that lens at yourself and this is like quick quick um sidetrack the reason i started doing these two um family identity foundation and the concept creation is because i was so fed up coming from a much more design, visual design focused place, so fed up of trying to work with people who hadn't thought about what they wanted or how it would impact them or their relationship to it. And so the, the reason that that thinking piece or reflecting piece is so difficult is because people are busy, you know, they start a business and then they're like, holy shit, you know, I've got overheads, I've got to get customers coming in, I've, or I've got loads of work to do, I'm busy. And so then they just don't necessarily have the chance to like go, no, actually I'm gonna take a, an hour today to just think about my identity. You know, it's just like one of those things that they don't have the time for. The other, the other blockage that you quite often see with it is very difficult to think about your own identity and your own business because it's just it's just hard to be self-referential about stuff you know um so yeah like on one hand if they did just sit down and be like okay even if even if it's just 
five minutes what am I going to write down that I can that can be my identity and there's loads of templates out there that you can look at and then just stick to that that would be a, a great step in the first place because then they would have that consistency but yeah quite often you don't see people doing that I don't know I don't know what your experience of trying to find out what people actually want is but I would hazard a guess to say it's similar to that my experience is people don't have a clue what it is that they want and if mm -hmm. they do they don't want to tell you right so this comes to like kind of mm -hmm. where my interest is why people don't do marketing and the part mm -hmm. of marketing that's not your part i think it's partly mm -hmm. because people have a shitty attitude of marketing especially where we come from in the uk people have sales people um, you're mm -hmm. not supposed to be seen to be hungry, to be successful. You're certainly not supposed to be seen to be trying to be successful. If you are successful, it has to mm -hmm. be kind of an accident or else people don't like you for it. Um, there's all this stuff mm -hmm. going on, coupled with the fact that marketers are complete assholes, like my part of marketing. They lie, they spout jargon, they, they, can't, they don't keep a customer. There's a stat where the average digital marketing customer lasts three months only in London. Um, so they don't keep oh, really? a customer. So marketers like me are complete bullshitters. So this is, mm. this is why on the, on the two hands, like customers don't like it and they don't want to do it. And then when they come mm. to do it, they're completely bullshitted. And so it's no wonder it's the unholy mess that it is. If I think about your part of marketing specifically, and there being an issue with it is that customers don't, I think understand the true value of it. They don't understand they 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 don't understand how it works. Um, they think that their business should look exactly the way they want it to look. Whereas in the whole of marketing, it's got fuck all to do with them. It's really about what the market wants, as far as I'm concerned. And then the fourth thing is, if they've got any clue whatsoever, they can't convey it. And the the part of it being about the way they want it to look is they expect somebody just to produce hundreds of things and then just to be able to pick and choose what it is that they want from that. So that's the customer part of brand that makes it difficult. The designer part is that designers are quite knobby. <laughs> so they, I know you are. So present company excluded. But the number of times, because I'm sitting in between, because I'm not a graphic designer. So we'll have to engage mm -hmm. with the brand. We'll have to fix the brand. We'll have to get engaged with designer. I've done this before. Mm -hmm. I kind of understand the process. But probably 70% of the time, I've got to the point where the customer saying it's not what I want. And the designer is saying, fuck them. They don't know what they're talking about. This is the best thing they're ever going to get. And, and, and it becomes really difficult there. So... Mm -hmm. So like in the whole of marketing, it's kind of difficult from both sides. And, it, and it's not always mm -hmm. the case. Sometimes you get a dream customer and they know what they want and you get a dream designer and they're able to deliver that. But those are the mm -hmm. two kind of, it's that conflict that's really, I think, difficult. And it sounds to me like- So that is, got... yeah, sorry, go ahead. Well, it sounds to me like you've countered that by having this kind of discovery process so that and and i think probably your clients are at the level that somebody in personal or spiritual development is investing in their brand they are experiencing some success they are delivering success for their customers and they are appreciating 
maybe the value of this. So I think you've probably, you're in a better niche than that. And I think you've counted it by having this discovery process where they understand this is what's going on. Do you, does that make sense? Yeah, most certainly. I mean, really, really the, those both processes, the, um, the identity foundation and the concept creation really are like, so um, I would be really happy to work with a client, do those two phases and then let them go off and work with another designer to do the visual identity because I'd be, I'd be so happy that they would really fully understand what it was. And it was articulated so well that anyone can pick it up and pretty much make, understand what they need and have a, a large range of scope to work from it. So yeah, a lot of it's about kind of like really digging in and, and maintaining like that brief and that awareness of, of your, your task and your intention all the way through. Um, that's where the high vibrations come in you know it's sort of like it's identifying them at the beginning so that we can make sure every step of the way when we describe the brand concept is it hitting those high vibrations for you and is it clear what how it's hitting them for someone else um so yeah that's that's really really where the value is in in those parts of the work um not to mention the internal productivity alignment and kind of like attraction of of people that you can get by by having a really fully aligned team around this identity um i've got got a sure a story a case study i can share for, from one of my clients around how powerful that can be if you'd like to hear it as well i'd like to hear it yeah hmm. so the baptiste foundation um i worked with them just to do the identity foundation stage and um they were kind of in in a some some like organizational uh, misalignment. Uh, they had a a big team of leaders of eight. Um, they called them the faculty leaders uh, around the, the the states, who were all working together. But but they were all like coming at it from their own place and um the program that i did with them really gave them all the gave them the chance to all share understand where they were all coming from and and we we collaboratively created this definition of their identity which which really you know ultimately it was like a mission vision purpose beliefs and um uh values statements with with some other stuff around it but th that was really the deliverable that came out of it was but the, the thing, the, the reason that it had been uh, collaborated on, shared and, and understood by everyone was, was phenomenal because they went off um, in the next quarter and they, they primarily get their income in from fundraising. And so there was a global yoga event over three days that they went off to fundraise at. And um, the impact was phenomenal. Like because the team was galvanized, they understood each other, but more importantly, they were all saying exactly the same thing. And this, we didn't take this any further, didn't do any more brand concepts or any more uh, visual design work. At the, um, the uh, a Baptiste uh, Global Summit um, for the Baptiste, uh, Baptiste Yoga Institute, which is they're kind of like the, um, the foundational sister company of, uh, 
their target was to raise 30 grand over three days and they raised 300 grand. Good. So now I'm going to give you some marketing yeah. advice. Like you have produced yeah. that, you have produced that case study. You have landed that case study on everyone you work with. Yes. Okay. Good. Yeah. It's, because. Yeah. It's. Yeah. Yeah. It's on my website, and I uh, I shared it when I when I first wrote it. But I, it's well worth a reshare. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Because that for me is so the the right message then to come back to my how you achieve effective marketing is. Mm we're doing this and people are happy about us doing it. You know, that's, that's mm. the right message. Yeah. It doesn't have to be any more complicated than that. So, so that mm. kind of case study is really valuable. And I think, because I've, I've known we're having this conversation, so I've kind of been thinking about brand. And I think mm. brand is becoming much more measurable or the value of brand is becoming much more measurable. And brand is becoming so much more important because of the way we engage with the world online, you know? So like looking like a quality, trustworthy brand, and maybe especially in your industry, I'm sure there are charlatans out there who are just fleecing people and your and the market of your market is, is known to be kind of a vulnerable, susceptible kind of market. So the, the ability to look trustworthy and worthy of investment, I think is really important in your in your market. But I just think across everything, like we land on a website, and again, before we're even looking, is this this right? If something's wrong or out of place, it will we won't acknowledge it, but subliminally it will be okay. I don't fancy this one. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So I think brand is kind of more important. I think it's more measurable than it has been historically. And in the street, in, in the old days, you'd have to go in the streets and ask people, can you think of a train company beginning with S? Yes, Southern. Brand marketing's yeah. working. <laughs> yeah. but, but now it's like, um, I think it's much more, because we can see branded search. And like you say, we can see, you know, we can see, we can see the value of it. Like in that instance, they were expecting to earn 30, they made 300. It doesn't surprise mm. me. It doesn't surprise me. I think I'm going to say that brand is at least 50% of the marketing. Okay. That's good no, like, I've got no, I've got no basis to, uh, to say that. I'm going to say it's more than 50% of the marketing. And, and, and it's interesting what you're saying, like this authenticity is really is really important because that's where the trust comes from. So if it is authentic, yeah. if it's real, you don't have to think about, I have to do this thing or say this thing or look this way or because that's the way you want to look and say and, and be. So I think that's also really, yeah, important. Yeah. And even for like a solo uh, entrepreneur or, or, or someone that's running their own business, say, for example, like a typical client of mine who is a practitioner, they have their own um, practice and they deal with their clients and they speak to their clients face to face. Just just the, the um, ability for them to. And if we're, we're talking identity foundation, but these same premises extend all the way through into the actual visual design and or whatever else you're designing and creating. But just by purely sitting down and doing that thinking and going, okay, this is me, this is what I say about me, and this is how 
the stories that have, have led to me deciding on this that I remember just by saying, okay, this is what I'm going to say. Then every time they speak to someone, they don't need to think about it. Oh, what, what do I have to say? They've just got it. It's just there. And so then every, it's not like they say a different thing to different people. And then it's a, it's a drag on their energy. It's just like, it's something they don't need to think about. And so then they can put that energy into being, you know, just doing their job better as well. Yes. You know, and um, so then that, that just, that simple premise for an individual it just snowballs when you start to look at organizations or, or effectively communicating to your designer what you want, you know, that, that then they get and they can sort of buy into the sort of the power of, of your vision, I guess, if you like. Yes. Or it's like a business where they employ lots of young people and then they make them wear suits and ties. It's like every, or every single one of those young people wakes up every morning and they're like, I have to put a suit and a tie on again and go out. And then, all day they're, they're they're walking around like that. I mean, that's probably a, a shitty analogy. Yeah, they're feeling uncomfortable. But it's that sense. And they don't feel like they're they're really being themselves. And so then, by this this element of energy that that you're holding back, it's that's stopping you from doing as good a job as you can in whatever you're doing. Yes. Ultimately, yeah. If you look at it that way. Yeah. And and the and the thing is, I think that the natural, the authentic thing is is the least energy thing. I think that's what we're saying. It's like you know, if this is authentic, then I don't have to think about doing it. There is no charade. There is no, you know, I don't have to learn anything. This is exactly the way that I want to engage. Okay, good. Yeah. It's interesting. Now I am imagining because you are in the personal and spiritual development kind of industry. Um, and because some people have quite a lot of time on their hands at the moment, I would imagine, imagine that your industry is actually doing quite well right now. Hmm. That's an interesting question. Um, I mean, I, I think also, well, I, this is just pure guesswork, but maybe people see this kind of, these kind of this kind of work as as a luxury as well so like if if people have got their bottom line impacted then they might reprioritize um, i wouldn't say that's the case i would would see <laughs> it's funny i think you could take the same approach to like spiritual and personal growth and development as you, as you can to marketing you know it's like it's if you put the effort and the time into it then you will get bigger rewards than you could imagine but it does take a conscious effort and you know investment in a number of ways to do them yes so this is what i used to say to people about when i was running the business properly i used to say marketing yeah. is like gym membership so basically yeah. when you meet somebody they're really excited they're fully committed everything's going to happen and then three weeks later they'd rather sit at home and eat cake so I can imagine yeah. that there is a very definite parallel, but I, yeah, yeah. but I was thinking that um, because obviously we're in a health situation, a bad health situation, I would mm. think that people would be looking to invest in their well-being, and um, so that might be why this particular industry might be doing well. That that was my rationale. Yeah, I mean, I, I also think there is. Um, yeah, I mean, definitely 
Um, I, I, to be honest, I don't really know. Like, um, on one hand, the travel bands have, have really screwed up a lot of retreats, and a lot of this work is primarily focused around retreats. So that's a big, a big issue for it. Um, so yeah, undoubtedly, uh, people in my niche are, are needing to do much more online, which they don't necessarily always do. So then that's really, that is really a challenge for digital marketing right there. You know, that's the kind of thing that they would really need to invest into. Uh, or even people that I'm, I'm talking to who are, who are maybe transitioning their, their identity, their role and, and their profession now into this realm. Um, that really is the primary focus for them. You know, if they're going to launch a business and find clients online is the primary route now, you know, um, so yeah but in terms of the the uptake and the um yeah the like you say how how popular it is i'm not sure i couldn't really answer that one no okay it's kind of interesting i mean it seems mm. to me like um the the big complaint that business owners and business people have is that they never have any time and mm -hmm. it seems to me that the gift of this situation is definitely time do you know what i mean everyone mm -hmm. should have more time i spoke to tim was the last person i spoke to in this series and he was saying that his business is so much more effective because of instead of mm -hmm. the, the leadership all running around trying to make things happen and meeting people and you know doing what what business leaders typically do they're kind of all in it and engaged in it again and certainly when i was running mm -hmm. my business that was my issue i was never there to make sure anything happened you know i was i was i was never there so it seems to me that mm -hmm. there's that opportunity and it seems to me also i suppose the question is how you know there are industries where this is existential you know they will be lucky to exist after this is finished um, mm. And I suppose the, 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 the question people have to ask is how invested in, in their business are they? Are they going to be prepared to stand and fight now to make sure it continues? Well, if you're a pub, good luck with that. You know, you can't let anyone mm. in. Um, and then are they going to be prepared to wait until it's over and see what's left of their business and then start again? Because it seems to me, if you're being paid to sit at home and watch Piers Morgan shout at politicians, you might as well invest this time in your brand and your marketing so that, you know, even if, yeah. I don't know. I think yeah, it's interesting. Definitely. We're on less than a minute. Are yeah. we going to carry on? Um, in which case, I'm going to hang up and we'll have to reconnect. Um, yeah, sure, can do. I mean, I guess probably not for too long, but if, if we want to no. wrap it up. We definitely need to do a proper do. goodbye, don't we? Otherwise, yeah, let's think do we that. Hate each other. All right, man. <laughs> okay, cheers. Question is that. Wait, 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 wait. I didn't start on recording again. <laughs> oh, it says recording. You, it does now because just... I've just pressed the button. All right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let me ask you that question again. So, I kind yeah. of suppose, in my clumsy roundabout kind of a way, is what I'm interested to know is if you have a recommendation for people who are running businesses or thinking of investing in their brand, uh, you know, what is your recommendation right now in this stupid situation that we find ourselves in? Yeah, my recommendation is to 
take some time to distance yourself from your day-to-day -day activities uh, on your business, zoom out and just ask yourself some questions about like, you know, why, why did you start it? And what was it that made you feel like really passionate about it in the first place to, to begin it? Um, and what is it that, that enables you to do a really good job for people? So then how can you maybe start to tease out and really find what are the, the nuggets of gold that are underneath your identity and then just see where that can take you. Um, it's highly likely that, that a lot of people are going to be needing to reposition the way they work now, whether that be to focus to moving online. So then how can these things that you've, you've thought about and, and spent time reflecting on, how can you use those? Which, which ones excite you, in fact, even which ones motivate you to then go forward and pivot in a way you want or even double down on what you're doing super well and are super excited about? Um, so it's, yeah, it's like if you have the time now, just take a little bit of stock and then make an intentional plan for where you're going to move to next because it's either going to be essential to reignite your like spark of your business and, and pivot to find a more fruitful area of uh, working or customers or to double down if things are going well. Yes. I think it's, I, I mean, I just think it's incredible what's happening. I, I, I can't believe what's happening. But if there is a gift in this, and it's interesting because I spoke to Tim last, so he is probably mm -hmm. the most spiritual of, of all the proper marketing people that I know. Um, <laughs> so, but he was kind of on the same, the same message. I transcribed his thing today and there was a quote that he put in there, which was essentially, if, if you love your business and you're having fun in your business and your business is a representation of you, then you're going to attract the customers that you need and want, you know, it, it, it's, it's going to be as simple as that. But what he was saying mm -hmm. is that what he typically does is he asks people on, on the first meeting, are you happy in your business? And, and the answer is people aren't happy in their business because they're so far removed from the passion that, that got them investing it in the first place, you know? So, yeah. And, and I think this is, like to bring this all the way around, I'm not going to go as far as spiritual, but I'm going to yeah. say this is like, this is personal development. You know, if, if you love your business, if your business looks great, if your business is an accurate representation of you, if you deliver value for your customers and your customers like you, that's a really happy life to have, you know, and, and that's, where you need to get to before you start thinking about how do I want people to perceive my business and how am I going to mm -hmm. go to market and who am I going to sell to and all those things. And I just think that, you know, for those, those people who are still trading, that's great. I think everyone's having to adapt. That's also probably mm -hmm. healthy. Some businesses are going to go away. That's also probably healthy, but for people who are invested in their business this time, is golden you know this is the time you've been crying and about not having the whole entire time you've been 
um, the, the entire time that you've been running your business, now you've got what you said you wanted all of all of all the way through, and, and you need to make use of that time. That's kind of what I think. Yeah. So, is there and anything? I, yeah. Oh, um, yeah. And I was just going to add um, on my website, I have uh, an online course called an Idea Workshop, which is a the short fifteen minute version is available for free. And so, like, if anyone is thinking that, that this would be good they're interested actually i have the time to reflect or feel like it would be fruitful then they can go to my site and do the idea workshop and it will just be the first few steps in that process um Fantastic. it's it's a yeah 15 minute uh you answer it with video uh, responses or or audio recordings and the magic is in that reflection so yeah that's a framework where they can start that reflection from right there Fantastic. And I think this is, I mean, this is like I was saying to you earlier, this is, I'm excited about this. I've not been excited about this for like six years. And mm -hmm. now it is like, it is like going to the gym. You know, like I started mm -hmm. six weeks ago trying to sort all of this stuff out. And now I'm at the point where I'm getting out of bed and I'm thinking I get to do some work today. Whereas for the first month, at least I was thinking, fuck, I've got to do that stuff today. So here's my mm -hmm. question for you. Um, so if they want to get access to that or they want to get access to you, the three people who might end up seeing this video, they will find yeah. you. <laughs> uh, we'll have to do this again because I want to talk about the whole autelic thing. Is it autelic or tech? Autotelic. Autotelic. I want to talk about that. But I might want to talk to yeah. you about that for my photography website because I want to do like some more creative stuff on there. But I'm into okay. that. What was his name? Chechen Millen Millen. Oh, yeah. Chechen. <laughs> Chick high, send me high. Yeah, really? that guy, that's... the flow, the daddy, the send high, chick, send me high. That's really? how you say his name. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, you're more committed than I am. His surname is Chick, now. send me high, but you would never send high, chick. I'm pretty sure it's send high, chick, send me high. Yeah, the Something. the the uh, granddaddy of of flow, uh, writing or writing yes. about flow because obviously like flow has been an integral part of our human experience even animals get into flow you know so like yes so i definitely yeah. want to talk to you about that so but if they want to get in yeah, touch with you then it's that, actually yes so it's autotelic dot or, art dot arts a-r-t-s so they can find you there no just a-r-t a-r-t Dot yeah. art. Okay, cool. So they can find you there. If they're looking for you on yeah. Facebook, they will find you as Bobby Oblong Ting. So this is the question I have for you because you're a graphic designer, yeah. which is mm -hmm. what's the difference then between an oblong and a rectangle? Oh, fantastic question. So no, there is no real difference. Like an oblong is a rectangle, basically. Okay. And it's just that oblong ting is like Adlington. So that's how you derived at that. Yeah. Um, ultimately, like, I don't particularly announce, announce, or I don't speak very clearly. And um, people like, I can't necessarily So my, my given name is Robert, which I struggle to say. Um, since I've been living in Asia, Bobby is much easier for other people to get and, and to know. And then Adlington is just my whole life, Adlington, Addington, Arlington. So I just thought oblong ting. Not okay. everyone gets that first time. 
Okay, and you never even considered a rectangle team. That's the same. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah. Okay, cool, man. I have thoroughly yeah. enjoyed this. Is there anything else that you yeah. particularly wanted to say that you haven't said yet? Um. Yeah, not really. I mean, they can people can find me on Facebook, Auto Telecarts, uh, my page there as well. Um, but no, that's that's really it. Like, um, yeah, I mean, it's just it's for me like the brand starts at finding that kind of that essence, that inspiration, and then it just goes from there out into everything you do. Yes. So that's really tension. And this is the last thing that I wanted to say about brand, which is brand evolves. Mm. So in, in like a practical marketing way. So mm -hmm. here's the story of my business. I was on a personal development course, would you believe it, in 2005. Mm -hmm. And yeah. I hated it. And I fought with the guy all the way through. And yeah, I hated it. And my mate came and collected me at 11 yeah. o'clock on the, and we'd done 16 hour days, came and collected me at 11 o'clock on the Sunday night and um and i fought with him all the way back from london to brighton and um about how shit it was and why did he set me up for that i woke up the next yeah. morning and started my business and i called it the effective marketing company because there'd been somebody on the course who was running the hemp trading company and so that's oh, yeah. kind of where it came from so this was the very ever this is the very foundation of my brand so what i yeah. did throughout was i always um i always yeah, you see, I'm invested in personal development. You see, what I did throughout was I always um, took videos. So starting in 2005, you can imagine the state of these videos. I was shooting them on phones and you know, yeah. it's just terrible. But always, like if anyone was saying nice things about me, I would, I would get a testimony and I would stand the camera in front of them and say, okay, I'd had some like rote questions, da 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 so yeah. one way that this evolved is one day I got a call and a friend of mine was running an exhibition and they said, look, Martin, we've got a stand if you want it tomorrow. It's not going to cost you anything. You know, take it if you want it. So I'm like, okay, well, I'm busy tomorrow. Everyone's busy tomorrow. We've got no one to go there. So what we did is we rocked up at seven o'clock in the morning and we just put all of these testimonials on loop, like for the whole day. So they're just running on nice. a monitor on the stand. And we put like an empty bars next to it and just said, yeah. and right in the back of your business card, how effective people think the effective marketing company was. So it was like literally how many people, how many times people use the word effective when they're talking about the effective marketing company. And, and then I went back at seven o'clock when the whole thing was over and all the exhibitors were like, you've had a queue of people at your stand like all day today. And the, the thing was overflowing and Amazing. there were business cards all over the table because because of that. And then of course, what we had to do is we had to go through the videos and count how many times people had used the word effective. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, okay, whilst we're doing that, we might as well chop it up. So we produced a little video, which was like, how effective is the effective marketing company? And there was like a dinger going up every time somebody said, said the word effective. So that's what I think about brand is that it evolves, you know, you, you start with something and it mm. grows into something that is you know, useful and interesting in, in dozens and dozens and dozens of ways. And that's really what I think then brand is, is like, if you think about the apples and um, the Facebooks, it becomes about the mythology of that brand. Do you know what I mean? Where I'm not saying yeah, the idea. logical or, 
we were myth worthy, but the idea evolves into something which is much more different, which is why I would encourage people to think about brand in a meaningful way, the way you're describing it now, because there is opportunity in that and there is ideas in that and there is legend in that. And that's where brand becomes really something that people can really get married to. Do you know what I mean? And really believe in. That's what I think. Yeah. And, and worst case scenario, if it just gives you as the business owner a better perspective or a better idea for what you want to spend your time and energy on, then it's been worth it. Yeah. You know? And also, like Tim was saying, what is there in your business to be proud of? Do you know what I mean? If you, mm. this, yeah. this is your opportunity to actually project something that, you know, I think this really goes straight to the motivation. Like I launched myself out of yeah. bed for nine years for the effective marketing company because I was in love with the idea of the effective marketing company. And you're right. Mm. That's the feeling you want your staff to have. That's the feeling that yeah. you want your market to have. That's the feeling that you want your customers to have. Man, I'm thinking about downloading your thing and doing your 15-minute test. Oh, please do. Well, if um, if you if you're lucky, I might send you the hour-long one. So I've, I've, the 15-minute one is cool, but I've got an hour-long one. So if you want that, let me know. And um, if anyone that's else is watching this, just send me uh, contact me via the contact form on the website and say, "Can I have the hour-long one, please?" And then I'll send it to you as well. Okay, cool. We should, we should, we, there's a chance here for some legend. They need to contact you and they yeah. need to say a very specific thing, like brand is life or brand is vibration is brand. If they yeah. contact you and they say vibration is brand in the email, <laughs> then they get it for free. So the question yeah. I have for you then is, Definitely. am I lucky? Can I have it? Yeah, you can. You've been a good boy. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. This has been so cool, man. I knew it would be cool. Yeah. I know you were worried that I was going to grill you about marketing, but actually I was really interested in the brand and identity thing. So, man, thanks again for spending yeah, this time with me. I've really enjoyed I just, it. Yeah, I just didn't know where, how, what angle you'd be coming from. So it's been really great to have the discussion about all the different facets of it. Yeah, thank yes. you. And I think, I don't know if it's going to happen, but I think, and I'm going to, I'm going to downgrade my design as a knobby. Designers, the word I've always used is precious, and I just I don't know why I decided on Nobby today. Designers are a bit precious, yeah. so I'm gonna go. I'm gonna take that back down. Um, well, it's just and, lack of communication in that on that front, and and also like that's what makes it lack of communication in a creative process is a nightmare because someone commits to something and they put it out there, and that's them being quite vulnerable, and so then like it's so easy to like miss the the communication point there you know um so, i don't yeah. know i don't know if it's even as complicated as that i think that the issue is that business owners are egotists and designers largely yeah. are egotists and if somebody like me gets in the middle that's the person that's going to get fucked <laughs> but that's <laughs> but that's that's my that's my experiences do you know what i mean the customer doesn't really know what they want but they know that they want to absolutely love it and the designer yeah. doesn't really know what the customer wants and they think they should absolutely love whatever they do. And that's where it becomes difficult, I think. I think you've counted yeah. the issue. I think your process sounds yeah. really useful. I think if I was investing in brand, I would definitely come to you to help me do that. But maybe let's see Thank what happens you. after I complete this, this hour long, because I'm lucky, um, questionnaire. Yeah, well, um, 40 minutes. I mean, it's up to you. Like you, you. There are sixteen questions in it, and um, 
you can respond for as long as you like for each question in your response i would encourage you to do a nice long three or four minute response for each one but if you do an hour i mean if you do a minute for each one then it will be like 20 minutes okay know? cool um, all right yeah the trouble is i'm too competitive so now i'll be either looking to be the longest ever or the shortest ever that's where i'll be because i'm also an egotist man i'm gonna let you go yeah, um, cool. I All have right. thoroughly enjoyed this. I definitely want to do the autotelic thing, and maybe we can do it once, and yeah. it will be it will work here on the effective marketing site, and it might work also on my my um, photography site. Um, but I definitely want to call that. So you uh, mean like breaking that. down what autotelic means and how it relates to stuff? Yes, because it's not a million miles away from what what we're talking about now i think the yeah, reason people don't like their business it. is because they're not yeah. in flow with it anymore you know and so yeah this authenticity yeah. it's of course it's no wonder you called your business this it's um of mm -hmm. course hugely relevant but we don't have time to do this now but we no. will do that i think at some point in the future man i've thoroughly thoroughly All thoroughly right. enjoyed this thank you so much yeah thank you martin it's been great to chat Okay, cool. And um, yeah, I will catch up with you soon. Thanks, man. All right. See ya. Cheers. Bye. Bye.